0: Comfortable 10-point win versus an Eastern Conference opponent. Nuggets didn't play great, but still got the win relative to their kind of performance levels. Oh, by the way, they're 1-0 in the NBA Finals. This is Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. The Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team, every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us on whatever platform that you've chosen. Whether you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews, please, and thank you. Spotify, or if you're catching the show on YouTube, or if you're joining us on the live show on YouTube, because there's like a bunch of folks hanging out with us at 12.55 a.m. Mountain Time, uh, because they're so excited to have the Denver Nuggets get the win and go up 1-0. In the NBA finals. So <laughs> many folks that are dying to go to bed. We ruined everybody's day. night, Matt. What we did we do everybody's night by doing this live show? Could not wait to get you guys the content. Uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by Adam Maris, DNBR. You catch the pre and post-game show before every Nuggets game, including the post-game show that I listen to on my way home from Ball Arena after watching the Denver Nuggets. Take a 1-0 lead in the NBA Finals over the Miami Heat with a 104-93 victory. We will get into all of the dynamics of this game. We will get into all of the heroes because in the NBA Finals, there's nothing but heroes and, I guess, whatever the opposite of – they used to be called goats. You can't call them goats anymore because that implied greatest of all time. Uh, We'll get into all that. And in the final segment, we'll probably take a a little bit of a look at Game 2, but that's mostly going to be the next show. This will be a – look at the biggest win in Denver Nuggets history. The, big, the biggest win in Denver Nuggets history. It has to be because they've never been here before. Uh, Adam, I have a very – like, I have a take that's like burning a hole through me, but I will ask you first. Uh, what's your big takeaway for the Nuggets win over the Heat?
1: First of all, this is among my favorite comments we've ever gotten. THTR201 says, Watching people game plan for Jokic is like Nathan for you business ideas. The plan. Rui Hachimura on Nikola Jokic in the fourth quarter. People don't know. He always comes up with dumb plans that never work. And it is like that. Um, my big takeaway is just how prepared Denver was once again for game one. This is Michael Malone is four for four on game one preparations in this in this five playoffs. Uh, that's a perfect score. As perfect as I think you could be. Denver just was so prepared, so focused. Rest versus rest. Absolutely not. This was a very rested, very focused uh, team that seemed to know exactly how they needed to attack. I mean, you go into this game, you didn't know how is Miami going to be. But this version of them, the version that we saw tonight, the strategy that we saw tonight, felt like Denver was
0: following a script that they'd already read. Oh, that's a great take. That is a really great take because you're absolutely right. Uh, that's exactly how this kind of felt. That is exactly how this kind of went down. Um, the rest versus rust thing is really funny to me. I did an article over at action network. Um, cause it, this was like such a huge talking point for people was like the rest versus rust thing. And like, they got asked about it a million times and like, I did all the research. I'm not going to pull up the numbers, but like, here's the synopsis. If you're it, if you are, if you have more rest than your opponent going into the finals and you're at home, you win and it's rest. And if you're on the road, you lose, and it's rust. You know why? Because the better team's at home. You love that. That's how that works. But, I mean, tonight
1: that was – I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I have a lot of respect for Derek Spolstrom for the Miami Heat, but tonight it was so clear who the better team was and the better matchup as well. And, you know, part of the game plan was we wondered, are the Heat going to go big or are they going to go small? What are they going to do? Well, they went with their lineup. That is their best lineup with Caleb Martin playing power forward, essentially. And Aaron Gordon looked like Wilt Chamberlain. I imagine what Wilt Chamberlain looked back back in the days in the first quarter, where he was just too big and was absolutely dominating. So (laughs) game one goes to Denver because of great game planning, great preparation. But maybe also, I don't know on this last part, maybe also just because they're so comfortable with all of the various options that Miami is going to be able to come up with because of personnel. I don't know that one yet.
0: But game one sure makes you feel that way. So uh, my big takeaway is this. that w- Heat fans are, are, are going to be talking about the shooting, which actually, like here was the funny thing. When the game got done, there was one idea. And then when I took like a step back and I not only at the arena talked to coaches and players, then talked to, was in the pressers for the coaches and, pl- and players, not getting one-on-one time in the finals, was at these pressers. Did the research and then I watched. Like, I went through and did a fast read of the game again. And, like, this is my big takeaway this was a B game for Denver. No kidding. There's so much stuff they can do better. Like, I've seen that take
1: from a few people tonight. I'm
0: kind of curious. It, so, through three quarters, they had a 123 offensive rating, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Um, their, their standard in the playoffs, as we've talked about, is 119.7. Uh, it was 123 to like 83. They were killing them going into that fourth quarter. And then I, I do think that um, actually spending – putting Jokic back in to start the game – we'll talk about that a little bit later on, the fourth quarter stuff uh, – was a little bit of a mistake. But like the Nuggets generated good shots that they missed. The Nuggets, a lot of these shots that they that the Heat missed that that Heat fans are like, but they missed all these threes. Well one, um if you take out if you take out Max Strus and Caleb Martin, the rest of the heat essentially shot 50% from 3. So like your shot variance actually just swung very wildly within your team in this game rather than game to game. It's that like Gabe Vincent was lights out from 3 and Kyle Lowry was lights out from 3 and Jimmy Butler went 1 of 2 and then there was Max Strus and Tim and and Duncan Robinson and those guys went 1 of 14. And so it's like well those guys will hit more okay but are is Kyle Lowry going to shoot 50% and game like you want I'm with you.
1: I'm with you on that I I and, definitely think that both teams are going to have better three
0: point shooting nights um and and a lot of these like these are rota- part of, and this is a, honestly part of like watching Denver through the playoffs they they do get better at closeouts and this is like a thing that we can't analyze during the regular season. And I got to try and remember it next year is that the timing from team to team is entirely different. Like a pick and roll mechanism versus a perimeter oriented ISO at, with the kind of stuff that the Celtics run versus post up and kick out with like the Sixers, all of those dynamics in terms of trying to defend three point shooting. They're a little bit different. The timing is so crucial. And like, I thought Jamal Murray was like a half step behind on several threes that he was defending tonight and an overall very good game for Jamal. Like I'm nitpicking here. The point that I'm trying to make is like all of this happened and the heat had this great fourth quarter and they lost by double digits. You did all of this and you couldn't get, because the heat, I was really surprised that Spo went as hard as he did in the fourth. Like, they, they rattle off that run with Highsmith in part because of like the, they start off with the turnover and they do all these things. They get within like a little bit of range and he's throwing out the zone and trying to be like, hey, we're going to play, we're going to play Highsmith and we're going to the zone and we're going to do all of these things. And I'm like, you, this is exactly how I felt about the Rui thing in game one of the Lakers series. I'm like, do not show them what you, what, what the, they're going to spend two days looking at that fourth quarter film. I think this I think this is a little
1: different. I know what you're saying about the Lakers game in particular, and I think you're right that that's exactly what happened. They showed too much. I don't know if that's the case tonight. I will say I like Highsmith, but I didn't feel like they would. I, look, they played a zone. They played the zone in the second quarter. I just think they were going to a zone. And I think it's part of why Malone left Jokic in to start the fourth quarter is I think he was thinking, okay, they're going to go zone to start, but if we have Jokic out there, it might break this, and it's going to be 20. It was 20 points going into the fourth. I think
0: he thought it would be 30, and it would be over. And when you get into it, when you actually go back and you watch, you you start to see that Denver hesitated a little bit, but then they were getting like, they were getting looks. And then it was just like, either they missed like small jumpers or like, they have like a little bit of like curious, like why would you fade away on that instead of leaning forward? Right. Like it's little stuff. Like I, I feel pretty confident. I feel confident they will be better in that game. And ultimately it's not enough. And the reason it's not is just because again, for three quarters and you talked about this on DVR, it's just like, they got whatever they wanted they got whatever they wanted
1: 29 to 20 first quarter 30 to 22 second 25 21 i mean they won all three of the first quarters or of the first three quarters they lost the last one by 10 uh i'm with you on, on all of those things man i just i look i think every game's going to have a different personality and i do think that game 2 is going to be completely different it's just you have to have a specific type of personnel and i know this this might actually also sound a little bit crazy nah it's not true. I, Memphis – or Minnesota had the right personnel, the ability to play two bigs. Most of the other teams Denver has faced have not had the personnel to do that, but nobody like Miami. Miami doesn't even have one guy big enough for Jokic, let alone two, to be able to bring the help. And I just – if you really – the most encouraging things to me about this game from a Denver's perspective, Jokic clearly – I mean, he dominated the game, but he clearly had more to offer
0: if it was yeah. needed. It just yes. was never needed part of this to me is that i genuinely do feel when i went back and watched i feel and like i'll have to do another close in-depth watch of the first quarter to me like my read was that the heat genuinely did tr- like the idea of like we well, got to make him a score i think the heat tried i think the heat tried i think they tried to deny him the ball at the front
1: they tried they that tried yeah
0: to, and they tried to make him into a score and he still racked up 14 assists like this is one of the things is is with the, with where Jokic is at, is you don't get to choose, like you just don't, because he's that good and their offense is that good and they move well enough and they know how to compliment him. Um, on the other side, I want to talk about Aaron Gordon, who was an absolute Hulk, who was an absolute monster, who bullied this tiny little whittle bittle. Heat team en route to a massive first quarter to set the tone for the Nuggets in their first finals game and first finals win. We'll do that on the other side. First, I want to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win uh, tonight, I had the first half under that hit. I had Michael Porter Jr. Over seven and a half rebound that hit. I had Nuggets minus nine, that hit. All I missed out on was the same game parlay with the Heat under, which hit, uh, and the Nuggets over because their offense slowed down in the, in the fourth quarter. So close, but still a really great night for me over at FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no place better to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn on again no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Let's talk about Aaron Gordon. Um, So in this game, the the Heat, very gamely tried. I, I You kind of talked about this on EMVR about how you're like, I get why they went to it. You want to play your best lineup. And so they started Caleb Martin. I don't know, man. Like, did you really not see? Like, you, you, you all week long, all of us have been talking about, like, Caleb 6'5". Like, I've said those words. Caleb Martin 6'5". About... 200 times in all the various content that i've done and clearly the nuggets knew it as ag i I, this is why i said all night and this is the analogy i'm going to stick with ag put that guy in a trash can and then hit it with a baseball bat over and over again like it was an absolute demolition it wasn't just like the the dunker cutter stuff that usually they get from Jokic. it was just straight post-ups like ag didn't need the the Jokic hand-me-down on this one like he got some but ag AG did like just take the ball and put that dude through the basket.
1: Yeah, I mean that's another uh, you're right that we talked about it. I'm not but I'm just not surprised that they tried to go small because again, you you hope that your strength is better than the other team's strength. I mean, it would be weird if Denver went up even if they were underdogs in a series say against the Phoenix Suns for example and said, "Oh, we got to change up our rotation. Our lineup's really good, but we got to change Every team, you made it get to the finals, you believe in your th- your guys and your way. And even if you look on paper and say, I don't know, you roll it out there and see how it goes. But it went exactly the way you and I thought, which was he's too big for those guys. And somebody asked in the comments, why did they go away from it later on? Well, I think Miami made a very conscious decision to collapse inside and leave off of Porter's guy. Porter got 11
0: three-point attempts in this game. They also put Jimmy Butler on him, which I thought was like a really interesting combo because when they put Butler on him, Guess what? Uh, when Butler's guarding Aaron Gordon, he's not get guarding Jamal Murray. And when Jamal Murray's not having to worry about Jimmy Butler's big frame going against them, Jamal was able to get loose. Like, Jamal hit yeah. some really big shots in this game. Like, Jamal had, I, I think Jamal had a very underrated, great offensive game in this one. He played so You think much he was underrated? I thought
1: he was, he was phenomenal. I thought it was very loudly
0: rated. Because I think everyone's talking to, because everyone's talking about Jokic and, and, and Gordon in this one because of how Gordon was so loud in that first quarter. But like I saw the stat that uh, this is the first time that that you've had a triple double and two double doubles on the same team since Bird Parish, Mikhail Celtics. Because wow. MPJ, who we'll talk about in a second, had fourteen and thirteen. Jamal had twenty six and ten in this game. He was great, and he he only had three turnovers. Like just a phenomenal game from him
1: we give credit to Jokic all the time for like getting out of the way and, you know, Oh, he didn't shoot too much tonight too much and run on purpose. But the reason he didn't shoot was because he looked around and said, wow, Murray has it going. Like, I'm going to let, let let this guy go. And, and, you know, some of the fronting that Miami, that Miami was doing, Denver has done this all year, but when teams try to front like that, Jokic just screens them and Murray Max knows it. it. And they just look at each other and they just kind of know like, Oh, okay. The help defender, bam is sealed off. I'll just drive and get to the spot. And, those two, man, were just so great, but Jokic was able to control more of the game, use up less energy as a scorer. In fact, I think this was kind of a low-energy game from Jokic, meaning he it didn't it. I don't think he's going to wake up tomorrow tired. I no. think he'll be chomping at the bit on Sunday because he'll be like, man, I had to wait three more days for this next game to roll around. I think it was very easy, but that's the luxury when you had Murray as locked in as he was early in this game.
0: Um. Biggest game of Michael Porter Jr.'s career. He was so good. He was so good. He was so good. Made all of the little plays. It is really... It's funny that three different teams have discovered you can't, that he is no longer liability on defense. <laughs> Every team tries it, though. They tried it tonight, Matt. They and went no two or three times. Well, here's the thing. The scouts have been at these games. Like, if you look on our seating charts... You can see who's at these games from other teams.
1: But, Matt, I know you know this. It's the same with Caleb Martin. It's like, yeah, that was those other guys. But our guys, we're in the finals because our guys are just a little bit better. And then you realize, like, oh, no. And I think oh, it's the same no. with Michael Porter. Like, okay, he's gotten some stop on some guys. But let's try him against our guys. And it's like, no, man. I mean, no. he was so good on defense. <laughs> I do wonder if teams, when teams will stop trying him.
0: He's a great on-ball defender now. Because yeah. he's so long. Yes, tools. As as TJ McBride always told me about him, he's got the tools and he's put them together. Oh, TJ
1: at the bar tonight, by the way. Shouts to him, and it was
0: great. I hadn't seen. I'd been months since I'd seen TJ. It was great to see him. Cool. I'm glad. To see, I'm glad he was able to make it up to the bar. I miss TJ too. Uh so yeah, like, um, Zach Lowe shout out the the drive and dish to Jokic in that fourth quarter. That was like everyone kind of like singled out that play. Is like wow mpj didn't shoot it uh, and it's like yeah like those are plays that he makes now and he just it really is true yeah and, and he just he did all of the right things in this game he was massive on the glass thank you Cha-ching. um he was absolutely just huge in terms of like how he played and look it, it, i think he'll have more opportunities and honestly like this is this is the other thing with the whole shooting variance thing it's like the nuggets made fewer threes than the heat okay that's partly because the nuggets got whatever they wanted at the rim but they shot a worse percentage because mpj and jamal both missed their threes again the nuggets won by 10 like this is a double 11 this is a double digit victory they covered the spread and i'm like yeah now like mpj played great but he that there was nothing that MPJ did that he can't duplicate. There was no no outlier performance. If anything, he can shoot better next time. Like right. Joker said after the game, he was like, Wow, Mike only had two threes. I thought he had like seven. Yeah. Like and so um I think there's like a <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say MPJ
1: <laughs> he um he's a better two way player right now than I think I ever thought he would be. I didn't think he would ever become this good of a it's like, yeah. and, and even like you mentioned the past and he just, just fitting into the system so seamlessly. Like uh, he's just,
0: he's really, really been impressive. Um, a couple of post game things I want to talk about. Uh, one, what do you think about Yoko just quote that like, we're making this out to be a bigger thing than it is.
1: He's the best. Yoke never lies, Matt. He's never lying. He's never exaggerating. He's just saying what he thinks. And I think Jokic does not care for the theatrics of celebrity. And the finals are just more theatrics. But the game's not different. You're still playing a playoff game, and it's intense, and there's a crowd. The only thing that's different is all the stuff. And I think that was what he was saying. It was like, yeah, that part's different, but once you start playing, it's the exact same thing. And I think that's that's what he means. For him, basketball's easy
0: for him, Matt, so he doesn't get nervous. Yeah, I think for me I'm also just like this means a lot to a lot of people though. Like this this means a lot to people. You know? And I I just I hope he's able to recognize what he at least what he's giving to people, you know, I hope he's able to take some appreciation of that. Um Spo pretty defiant understandably said they're not going to get seasick, you know, we're going to hit those shots next time. Uh Butler so- in particular so, like, I'll say this on Miami side because, like, I've said, like, I think the Nuggets can play better. Like, there are a lot of things that Miami will do better in game two. and Among them is going to be, like, Jimmy Butler is coming for the throat because he knows he was too passive in this game. I was baffled by his decision making in this game. Like, he gets Jamal on I mean, a switch, he drives into him, and he just, like, flips it out. I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, he had
1: some weird decisions. Again, I think Denver funneled them into a lot of this. Just their drop coverage and pick and roll. He doesn't Daring want
0: to that, he doesn't want to take that that mid-range that mid-range pull-up that's not a, it's shot. a bad
1: shot that's like, a fourth quarter shot man that's like a that's like a you know that's a closing time or we need a bucket momentum but that's not a consistent we're gonna beat you with it
0: not and, only that but I think for him in particular it's not like that's not necessarily like a strong part of his game yeah and like he can make him he's honestly better if he's like following falling away from like a short baseline like he doesn't yeah. like those he doesn't like him high and yeah. so like he had all this space and i'm just routinely you know and this is one of the things that drove me crazy from the conversations where it's like oh they're generating all these threes and i genuinely feel this way and i, I told this to somebody in the nuggets organization after the game is like this is my part of my entire thing on the series was miami has played teams like the bucks and the heat or and the celtics that don't want to get in rotation they do everything possible not to be in rotation denver lives there because they have to, and they're comfortable with that.
1: Tonight they kind of didn't, though, man. I thought, just because I thought they were dropping a lot, and for, for that very reason of, hey, we don't want to have to be scrambling too much. And the difference between those teams that you're mentioning, and uh, I mentioned this on Locked on NBA, Denver scores and scores and scores and scores. And so they can drop and funnel the ball to Bam and dare Bam to shoot. And even if he makes him, like he did tonight for most of the game, it just, Denver was up 15 and Bam hits a, a two-pointer. And you're like, okay. And then Denver scores, and then they come down and hit another two-pointer. And you're just like, this you're never going to catch up like this. And I think that was part of, I think that Miami is going to have to adjust to that scheme and 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 try to make Denver pun- be punished in another way. But Bam taking a career-high shots tonight, to me,
0: was them playing right into Denver's hands. Low turnovers again tonight. This is like a 78th percentile game for the Nuggets in terms of turnovers amongst all games from all teams this season. The Heat were even higher at like 93rd percentile vehicle in the glass. So like a, a really low turnover game. I'll say that's probably one of the things that changes in game two, just from random happenstance. Mm-hmm. Although like, here's one thing I, I, I do. I do kind of want to say, which is, okay, the Nuggets won by 11 and you can always point to these random plays. Like the Heat will be able to point to these, but I am kind of serious about this. MPJ gets hit in the face. The Heat go down and they score a bucket. That's two. Jamal turns the ball over on Highsmith on the first play of the fourth quarter on a random play that you almost never see. That's a mistake by Jamal. But, like, that's four. Uh, KCP falls down on a jumper. They go down. They score a bucket. That's six. Like, there were random – there were a, a lot of the random miscellaneous possessions – I actually thought it kind of went Miami's way in this one, and Denver still won this game by double digits. Like, do you know how hard it is to win like, a finals game by double digits when you're not like the Warriors? Yeah. So, especially, I mean, on 100
1: defensive rating, which is uh, which yeah. is wild. You know, I mean, that just shows you that they they really had control of what they wanted to do defensively in this game, and then offensively, it was like a 130 offensive rating until the fourth quarter, where it all fell apart.
0: Let's talk about the fourth quarter and we'll coming up in a second. I want to get your thoughts on the, the fourth quarter, what it means going forward, and we'll talk a little bit about what we're expecting as the, the Nuggets and Heat over the next few days before Game 2. We'll do that on the other side when we return on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets, thanks for joining us, making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Late, 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 late on a uh, Friday morning as it is now. After the Nuggets get the win versus uh, the Heat in Game 1. Three more. Three three more. Uh, which was, again, <laughs> the message from the... I keep having this awkward thing. This is a little thing. This happened in the Sun series. It happened in the Lakers series. It happened again tonight. And it's happened like another two times in those series as well. I keep randomly and unintentionally being on the elevator with the entire Nuggets ownership and front office contingent on their way down, in an elevator. That's hilarious. And like, I need to get down to the floor so I don't miss the presser. So I'm like, is it okay if I jump in here? And they're like, sure, Matt, come on in. But then like, no one's talking because <laughs> they don't want to talk around the media. So it's just like this really random happenstance. Um The fourth quarter, they go zone with Highsmith. Highsmith has a really great game. I thought he would. I thought he would have a good series. Like I thought this was more of a Highsmith. And Caleb Martin, like, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the starter in the next game. Like, I really wouldn't be shocked. Highsmith? Um, yeah, Highsmith. Ooh, he, was that, like, he was impressive. He was impressive. I don't know much about him.
1: Saw him, obviously, in the Celtics series a little bit, but he's, he's, he's kind of impressive.
0: Um, so, they go to the zone, they go Highsmith, and they have a really successful quarter there were a couple of key sequences that were like high pressure. Um, one, I want to ask you what you thought of, of how they performed versus the zone. Like I was listening to Lowe's pod and Zach Lowe was like, it bugged them for like a minute and then they started to figure it out, which again is like, this is why I just don't think that they should have been, sh- because you mentioned like, well, they went to it in the second quarter. They went, if you go back, they went to the zone in the second quarter in the non-Jokic minutes. They didn't yeah. show Jokic yep. the zone until the fourth.
1: No, they didn't show Jokic the zone. They came out in the fourth, but Malone left Jokic in the fourth. He'd played all 12 minutes in the third and then he played the fourth. And I wondered when that happened if he did it because of that. Like, oh, we're going to murder this zone. I don't know if Spolster like thought Jokic I didn't think Jokic was going to come out in the
0: fourth, did you? No. I was shocked. Like, my thought process was that okay, they were up. Uh what was the lead at, going into the fourth? 17? No, I thought well, I don't I, I thought it was 20 or something. But let me It was a one. Yeah, they were up by as many as 20. The highest, biggest league was 21, right? I think it was 21. It was 21. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It was 24. So they're up 21. I genuinely thought that, that, because Jokic gets a say in these things. Like Malone's talked about this. I'm always the one harping on this, of like the idea that that everything is top down in terms of rotations, I just don't think is accurate in the NBA. But like, I think the thought process either from Malone or from Jokic or in tandem was like, hey, if we can push this, if we rattle off another, like, if we can get this to 28, then Joker can sit the final right. six, seven minutes of the game, right? You get 28, it's over, and they're not coming back. Um, right. And instead, they rattle off an 8-0 run, 11-0 run, to get this thing back within range, and actually got it down to nine at one point. Um, what did you see in that fourth quarter? What do you kind of chalk it up to?
1: I got to rewatch it, but no, I know some of the shots off the top of my head, and they were good shots. Denver missed a few. Um, it was compounded by the fact that I thought Denver's kind of lapsed a little on defense in that one and and in transition defense in particular. But Jokic had an easy shot, um, like from the foul line basically. Um, I think Murray got an open three. Denver generated a good looks and they just missed him. Um, There was was like three or four plays in the middle of that quarter where I thought Denver got really clunky and ugly and didn't get into their actions very well. But I thought a majority of when the lead was being lost – was just like, ah, that that would have stemmed it. The, there was three or four buckets that I would have thought, if they just make that, it's over. Three or four of them.
0: I asked a couple of media members that cover the Nuggets if they felt that this was more the Nuggets letting up when they had the lead, or if there was really problems from Miami and they were like, kind of felt like the Nuggets just let up. Like, they're like, we just seen this so much. And like, we really have. Like, we've seen them with a lead. Kind of lose focus. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about game two. I will tell you that uh, this this might surprise you. I I think this is a kitchen sink game for Miami. Really? Yeah, I think that I do not think that they are looking at this and being. And this is not an uninformed view. Is what I'll say. Is like I don't think that Miami is for all of their bravado and their confidence, whatever these teams are smart and they know the situation that they're up against. I think they can, they think, I think they think they can win, but they understand that like, this isn't going to be four one. Right. Like they're up against it. I think they're throwing a lot at them. I think they think if they go down to, 0 they're going to be like, well, no, we're going back to Miami and all we got to do is win two there. And then it's a three game series. But the idea of winning four versus five versus Nicole Jokic I think is a very daunting proposition for even the Miami heat. I think they're going to come out. I think Butler in particular is going to absolutely go berserk in the first quarter and the first half. I looked this up. uh, The suns had a lead of eight. The Lakers had a lead of 11 in game two in Denver in the previous series. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to go the same way that he can miss all their shots. The nuggets can just play better, et cetera. I kind of expect the heat to have an early lead and hit them with as much as possible. I also expect Denver to win because I think that they will do what they've done, which is like, Oh, you're up. You're up by eight to 10, huh? Hit them with a run. And all of a sudden, and that's so demoralizing for these teams. Like the Lakers fell apart in game four when they came out with a 15 0 run. Like when they erased that 15 point deficit, that's when the Lakers were like the jig is up. And so That to me, I think is going to be like a a really crucial thing is how Denver responds versus this team in particular. But I think like one of the keys for the series and one of the keys in this game and one of the keys for this matchup is like, I don't think Miami can play from behind the way that they've done in these other series. Like they can't, this was a great example of it. They had all of those things happen in the fourth quarter and they couldn't get this thing to, to single digits by the end of the game. Yeah. A lot of people have pointed out in the chat that Jimmy Butler
1: might just be hurt. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'll always wait before any of those, like I'll wait and see, yeah. but there is always a chance that I, I think you're right. That Jimmy needs to come out and be way more aggressive. This felt like a feel out game from him. You know, he was not the level of aggression that he needs to be. I think he will be that in game two. And also I think a lot of this game came down to Denver funneling the ball to Bam Adebayo and the heat kind of falling into that trap in part because of for a while, there it was like, wow, Bam's having a great game. And I just think it was like, yeah, that's what we want because you know who's not having a good game? Everyone else. And I think there's a little bit of that. I think in game two, Jimmy Butler will put his head down and try to get to the rim a lot more. Just say, I got, they're wanting us to settle for that. I've got to put the pressure on them. Whether it works or not, I don't know. I think Denver is well suited. You know, they're going to live with that. But I just think when you say kitchen sink, part of it is, hey, we have to attack and hope we draw some fouls, hope we get some finishes.
0: Um, I thought Bam, how can I put this? I thought Bam was as awesome and, and played as well as you can while being ineffective as you can in an NBA game. Like, all right, Matt, hold on a second. I'm going to give you a take and you're going to, you're going to hate this
1: take, but I, I, I want to hear what you think about it. Okay. I think Yoke does this a lot. And I think the Nuggets do this a lot where it's, and I think this the number one example of this was the Joel Embiid 47 point game. We'd rather you just take these jumpers. Don't draw any fouls. Don't live in the paint. Don't kick out for three. And it's a lot of like, oh man, you're playing really well. This is impressive, man. Why do you you're scoring all these buckets? Meanwhile, Denver's up 20. And it's like, yeah. And I just think that with BAM tonight, there was a lot of that. And I think that even Miami was kind of like, all right, all right. And before you know it, you look up and you're like, oh, wait a second.
0: Hold on. When I uh, when I got the box and I saw 26 points on 25 shots, my jaw dropped because I was like, he was so efficient and he worked so hard. And he, that like, you can't have 26 on 25 versus Denver. You're just wasting your time then. Like, well, but he shot really well. It's still too inefficient. You can't do it. Like, you're just not, you're not generating enough per possession. Like, this is all, the whole thing is like, the nuggets are like and this is i will say this is like a very thing that i'm trying to like as with this run continues i'm like trying to identify the nuggets the nuggets are not the warriors and that they're not going to go on a run and and take it from 18 to 35 in a, in a heartbeat that ha- they haven't done that in all these playoffs like everyone commented in that laker series about how like well those, those games were competitive it's like yeah but the nuggets won all of them again this this reminds me and like you made the comparison and it just it i it keeps coming back at me this is so spurs like this is what the spurs did the spurs were never interested in beating you by 35 they were never into that like they weren't trying to bl- embarrass you it didn't mean anything to them they were just like what it doesn't matter like they 35- were just a
1: machine they were just a machine i mean yeah. like even they because they did embarrass teams including the miami heat in the finals they yeah. they they ran up the score on on them in that one but it was never it was just systematic it was just like a machine just repeating a process over and over. and i honestly i do think there's some similarities that team was more of a machine yes. denver sure. i think has a little bit more flashy talent like murray's even like in some ways a lot flashier even than a tony parker or what have you but but it is. It does just feel like for, for three quarters at least, it just felt like Denver never stopped scoring. They just kept coming down, and Miami would go through spurts where they would score a lot. But every time they didn't, the lead got a little bit bigger.
0: Look, I'll tell you this: your theory I think holds up because like Joker didn't play great defense on Bam at all. Like he didn't like, want to. No, he didn't want to. I, like I agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. Like he was like he was there, and he was like, "Hi, I'm contesting." Oh, you made it. Oh no, that's a shame. Like there was no desperation. And like, we've seen the Nuggets play desperate when they really want to shut something down. Um, I do think that they'll probably try and have their cake and eat it too. Like the heat do a lot of really good stuff in terms of their spacing on, on some of this stuff. Like when they get him on the short roll, there's an empty corner side. So it's like, if Bruce Brown comes over to try and, and tag uh, Bam on the short roll, that means like there's an open kick for Bam immediately. Right, and some of those you're just like we just we do have to live with the Bam. Like we're just gonna have to live. like KCP made a really good effort to try and recover back on Bam. It's just not gonna matter. Bam just like rose up and, and shot over him. But again, 26 and 25, like you're just never generating enough enough efficiency offensively.
1: That's um, and that's exactly it. And I just when I see things like Bam never he shot more shots today than he has in his entire career, I just go,
0: "When on an accident <laughs> that didn't just happen." You know, like Jimmy Butler is is, and then he he people were talking about this too. Like, if Jimmy's gonna play like this, they're sunk, and that's just how it is. And like, you know, they're right. Can't blame them. Or you know, like, if Butler's gonna play like this, if he's too hurt to play like this, whatever. Like, they they are they don't they're not gonna be able to do it because Butler didn't leverage them at all. Like that's my thing is like their problems were on the offensive side of the ball. Um throughout the entire game, the Nuggets problems, like the Nuggets gave them problems. Again, Nuggets had a 123 off. Like, I really hope that this permeates the conversation where I'm like, the Nuggets cooked them in the first half. I think everybody three saw quarters. it. Do what?
1: I think everybody saw
0: it. It was
1: three quarters of offensive, just like complete dominance. The last quarter made the numbers ugly. And maybe there's something to it. We'll find out. But this game, the op- Denver's offense cooked. Um, Imagine what they would have been if, if Porter did just make like two more threes or, you know, Murray, one more three or something like that. Like there were still points on the board that could be had. KCP missed two free throws at one point. Like they're just I just, I know you could play this game for both sides. Max Drews didn't make shots, whatever. But I'm just saying Denver's offense absolutely hummed in this game. And
0: they had a poor shooting night from a guy that never has a poor shooting night. After game one of the Lakers series, I said, if you like the Nuggets, you should still like the Nuggets. If you like the Lakers, you should still like the Lakers. My personal opinion is that if you like the Heat, you should like them less now. And if you like the Nuggets, you should still like them. If well, if a Heat fan were to ask you, like, hey, I, I thought the Heat were going to win this series. How should I feel now? What would you say? Um, I would say Yoke's probably better than you thought. Uh,
1: Denver's probably bigger. The size part is more important than you thought. And Denver's probably better offensively than you thought because we've seen this now with a g- bunch of good defenses. They all look the same against Denver. It's in different ways, but best defense, worst defense in the NBA. Denver just kind of runs their
0: stuff and gets the looks they want. Yeah. And there's always like a surprise. Like everyone thinks that they're going to be different. It's really weird because I'm like, everyone thinks that they're going to be different. I've just, I get the same comments in my mentions. It's like, guys, this is, They've done this. They did this to Phoenix and they did this to the Lakers. And like this, this is just who they are Um, in the NBA finals. When the team with home court advantage takes game one, they are 33 and 25. That's 57% in game two. And they are 45 and 13 at 78% in the series. So it's a pretty good start for your Denver Nuggets. All right, it's going to wrap it up for Friday's edition of Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. Um, don't know exactly the schedule. We'll hit you up on Twitter at Locked On Nuggets and let you know when we're going to record again. Uh, we'll try and get in a preview episode before game two. If not, we'll have post-game, after game two, probably probably the same time because these games are pretty big and we want to react to them. Uh, make sure to hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up with those five-star reviews. Make sure to hit like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. appreciate you guys staying up with us. You're in the live chat. Hope you guys have yourselves a great Friday. Enjoy a victory Friday as your Nuggets are three wins away from an NBA championship. We'll talk to you guys again next time on Locked on Nuggets.